You're listening to the Yoga Teacher Resource Podcast. Knowledge, techniques, and inspiration for your teaching and your practice. I'm your host, Mado Hesselink. If you're a yoga teacher who loves learning, is passionate about spreading the benefits of yoga, and desires more resources to support your teaching, you're in the right place. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, yoga teacher. Today's episode is an on-air coaching call where I take a fellow yoga teacher through a mini strategy session. These on-air coaching calls are a great way to get a taste of what it's like to work with me one-on-one, but they're also a fascinating peek into the brain and business of other yoga teachers. The teachers who participate are incredibly generous and brave to allow me to share their experience, their stories on the podcast, and I have so much respect for each of them. If you would like my help with your teaching or your yoga business, I'd love to connect with you. You can find out more about my paid strategy sessions at teachingyoga.net slash coaching. You can also get peer help from other listeners on the Yoga Teacher Resource Facebook group. If you're not a member yet, go to teachingyoga.net slash join. You can pause and do that right now so you don't forget. And when you get back, we'll jump right into today's call. Tell me a little bit about what you were hoping to talk about today. Getting into more of like the, just the common person and introducing yoga into their lives, the benefit of it and trying to encourage them to want to come back to, to see that they, it is good for them. It's not just good for, you know, certain people, it's good for everybody. And the reason I think that I feel so strongly about that is like, like I always seem to use my boyfriend as an example, but he's a good example where he's hardworking, car fixing man, power lifting man who has so many aches and pains that when we do yoga, they really help him. I find that when I talk to other people about it, um, that I, I think could benefit from it, they, qu- they quickly say, that's not for me. They shut down. Yes. The first thing that I think about with this particular issue, which is how do we share these tools that have been so beneficial for us and that we believe would be beneficial for other people in our lives and other people that we encounter? How do we share that in a way that doesn't turn them off that is inclusive, that is welcoming. And the first step, I think, is to stop using the word yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What would you use instead? Well, I don't know. What I would do, I think this is what I would do. This is what I'm suggesting. This is what's kind of coming to me as a natural step in this process, is embark on a mission to learn how to talk about yoga without using the word yoga. Eventually you can share with them, by the way, what we're doing is yoga. (laughs) You don't have to start there. By having conversations with people, you know, and and you can start with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. What is it that he thinks about? What is it he worries about? What is it that yoga helps him with? In his words. Mm -hmm. And then you can start, practicing having conversations with people 
I help hardworking power lifters reduce the aches and pains in their bodies. I help hardworking car fixers <laughs> feel more comfortable in their own skin or whatever it is. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm making that up. That's like a story. But what we really want is to hear it from them in their words. Mm -hmm. So you can, yes, you can interview your boyfriend. I love that he was open mm -hmm. to practicing with you and that he's seen benefit. So he can help train you mm -hmm. on how to talk about what he's experienced using words that are going to connect with people who are similar to him. That's a good idea. It makes me think that when, you know, he first saw me on this journey, watching me practice, and then us talking about, you know, my, my really just trying to kind of coax him in and get him to, to try this, I would use other words like, well, we're going to do a series of stretches that will give you some relief in your neck, and I'm going to help you. And and here are props here. I see all these blankets. Because he, he'd say, well, there's no way I, I can do that. I can't do that move. I say, well, why don't we give it a try? And we're going to use all these things that are going to support you and help you to get relief in some of that area of your body. So I, yes, it is a choice of words that will make sense for people. And from the outside, we can do only so much in predicting what that choice of words is going to be. Mm -hmm. The way to become more skillful at it is to first talk to people and second, practice and watch and see what the response is. Talking to people, you have people who've done yoga and people who haven't. Mm -hmm. And with the people who've done yoga, what you really want to find out is in their words, what benefits has yoga brought them? With the people who haven't, one is you want to determine what are the things that keep them up at night? What are their top of mind worries, concerns, and challenges? Okay. Kind of interview them a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Okay. What do they think of yoga right now? Why do they think yoga isn't for them? What are their impressions of yoga? Yes. Okay. Like, I'll give you an example of that. Um, at one of the community centers I teach at, and I'm there, you know, getting all my stuff, bringing it in. And, and there are oftentimes people, this is in the warmer weather, that'll walk around outside. And um, there were two gentlemen and one of them, he just kind of had a little limp. And I said, why don't you all come in and, and join the class with us? And um, one of them said, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible enough. I hear that all the time. And the other one said, well, I had a stroke. He said, I can't do yoga. And I hit a wall kind of like, what would I say to them? You know, where I feel like they you know actually would be great candidates to come in and, and benefit from this. One of the things you could say is you could start with the yoga you see on magazine covers is only a small piece of the pie. Mm -hmm. I don't do any of that in my classes. My classes are accessible to almost everyone. I mean, you can't say everyone because mm -hmm. they're not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. There are certain people who have such a resilient mind 
that they're able to join into classes where they can't do everything and still enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But in general, there's still going to be a population that it's appropriate for and a population that it isn't. Mm -hmm. For example, your class maybe isn't the best class for a super bendy, strong person who wants to do a hardcore Ashtanga practice. Mm -hmm. So what you could say is, you know what? The yoga that you see on magazine covers is very different from the yoga that I do. Those people who came at, who are on the magazine covers probably wouldn't be into my class at all. My class is for people like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty just direct. <laughs> my class is for people who aren't flexible. My class is for people who have bodies that don't fit the model stereotype. My class is for people who have worked hard all their lives and their bodies reflect it. Yes. Having some testimonies would help. Of course. You could even say at that point, for example, my boyfriend, he's, how old is he? 52. My boyfriend's 52. He's been X, Y, Z. These are the challenges he faces and he loves my class. Well, maybe, maybe, the, maybe loves my classes is not quite the right word because then you would be giving them, like, they might think, well, he just loves you. <laughs> but you could say, and he reports these reduction, this exact reduction in symptoms. This is what he tells me he feels like sure. after class. He feels like a thousand pounds have been lifted off his shoulders. What would it be like for you if some of the weight on your shoulders were lifted? Would it be worth trying a one-hour class? Right. A couple other things, like the other one I get is from mostly men, that they find that it's, it's like for women, like at that gym I used as an example, um, where they wanted to bring yoga in because they think it'll bring more women into the gym, which is, is great, but I would like to see them to see the benefit of all these, you know, power lifters like well it's for you too they have this idea that um well my my boyfriend like told me that the tighter they are the harder they are the stronger they're going to be and I'd like to show them that it's kind of the opposite (laughs) and if you are so tight in one way that you lose your range of motion in another way and it causes you to be in pain and then you can't lift then you become weaker which is happening to him And I just remember the first like one-on-one session we were able to have at the end of it, he said, I have had a headache for two weeks and it is gone now. And it was just simple body movement and stretches that helped to relieve that. Amazing. Yeah. So you can say that you can say, for example, the other week I had a student, you don't even have to say it's your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who had a headache for two weeks and he was not expecting that doing the yoga would take it away, but he noticed at the end that for the first time in two weeks, he didn't have a headache. Yeah. So talk about it in terms of the tangible benefits that people experience through yoga instead of the techniques. Mm -hmm. The techniques are not really important. People care about the benefits. How do I reach into this community more than what I'm doing? Because I feel like we've hit a little standstill and where I'd like to see more people coming, it's 
is the same group of people. They'll try to invite a friend. And I don't, I don't know where to go now to reach further in and get them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're at a community center. Yes. In Burnsville? I'm at one in Barnardsville and one in Mars Hill. Okay. Barnardsville and Mars Hill. So small mountain towns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do they offer other classes? No. Nothing? Mm-mm. No. They were thrilled to have this come in. And the majority of what of the people that do come in are seniors and they seem to really enjoy it. Um, they like to challenge themselves. Um, but I'm struggling with how to get further into that community. You know, the, the men of the community, the, the mothers of the community. Okay. It may take time Mm -hmm. and it makes sense to start with the people who are most open. Mm -hmm. So how to grow your classes by increasing the type of people who already come. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. Older, probably women. Am I right? Yes. And, and they'll bring their husbands, which is sweet. Yes. <laughs> so start with a few of those. Mm-hmm. Think of the ones who come most consistently and the ones who give you most joy to teach. Mm-hmm. And ask them to have coffee with you. Okay. Or tea or lunch. And sit down with them and, and ask them about why they signed up for yoga, why they keep coming back, what the benefits have been. And let them know that you are wanting to have this conversation to help you find more students like them. Tell them, I really enjoy having you in my class. I would love to talk to you and listen to you and find more people just like you because it's been really rewarding to teach you. So then you kind of have given yourself permission or you can ask for it explicitly if you like to write down their words and write down verbatim exactly what they say, the exact words they use, the exact contractions they use, the slang, the lingo, especially the things that come up multiple times. So you can start with a few of the people who are already attending your classes and then those people you can say, hey, invite me to your party next time you have a gathering, invite me. Because if you show up at a gathering, people are relaxed. They're kind of open to you. It's a social situation. They're going to ask you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You're not going to use the word yoga. <laughs> You're going to use the description of the problems you solve that you got from the interviews that you did already. Mm-hmm. I help people sleep better. Oh, you do? How do you do that? Well, we do it through movement. We do it through um, learning to train the brain in a certain way. Is, is sleep something that you struggle with? Yes, or whatever, you know, like then you will start to get more information. And of course, in that social situation, you're not necessarily writing everything down verbatim, but what you are doing is you're listening for where does this person's experience overlap with the, with the people I've already interviewed? Mm-hmm. Then you can say, I'd love to invite you to my class sometime if you're interested. Here's, here's, the, here's the schedule. Here's when you can come, if it feels right. Mm-hmm. If, if, it's a, you know, if you have chemistry with the person and there's overlap in what you're saying and what they're saying they need. So I think that's the way. I think it's one conversation at a time, one person at a time. 
learning to refine your ability to describe the benefits of yoga without using the word yoga, without using trigger words that are going to put people into a fear response before they've even started. So what that might mean is starting some classes. You could add a class or you could change a class that isn't called yoga. Mm -hmm. Movement for better sleep. Stress relief. It could be, you know, it could be movement for stress relief. It could be like just a stress relief class. It's kind of up to you and it's going to be based on two things. One is what are you hearing from people? Are there primary concerns that you can help them with and that, you know, your students are saying that your classes are helping them with? And then two is just, you know, you might have multiple things like that, but one of them is like what you really connect to. You're like, yes, that is, that is the solution. That is the problem that I feel most called to help people with. Tell me what you think of this thing, because I'd had the idea to create a class called Yoga for the Working Man. And then I thought, well, I don't know if that's even correct to word it that way. Should I say Yoga for the Working Person, Yoga for the Working Man and Woman, or something like that? How would I do that? Okay. If you call a class Yoga for the Working Man, you're going to attract a small subsection of the working man in that area who are interested in yoga, but embarrassed to go to a class of flexible women. Yes. That is fine. Or if you can figure out something else to name it, like pain relief movement for the working man. <laughs> this is, that's clunky and awkward. You can, you can do better than that, but you get the idea. Yes. If you call it something that's not yoga, but does have an accurate sense of what you are going to be doing in there. You don't want them to get in there and be like, I thought this was going to be aerobics. <laughs> <laughs> that might attract more people. That might attract the ones who are, who don't, who, as soon as they see the word yoga, they, a part of their brain shuts down and they're like, not me. Yes. That I, that is what I'm trying to overcome. Yes. So this would be a great thing to brainstorm with your boyfriend mm-hmm. because what are the chances that he would have gone to a yoga class if you had not worked on him? Never. He never would have even thought of it. Exactly. So you need to come up with a name that he says, yes, I would have at least thought about attending that. Maybe I wouldn't have actually shown up, but I would have looked at that and I would have been interested. Yes, that's a good idea. I, I've started put using pictures of him in my like social media posts so that it's not just you know my flexible child in that picture it is a big man in a you know restorative pose love where it where i'm hoping it will attract more yeah and i could do a i could take a video like little interview with him and put it on my social media page mm-hmm. okay i like that Yeah. So I'd love to see you as you add classes or as you adjust classes to try out some naming your class, something that doesn't include yoga. Okay. Cause there's nothing magical about the name. No, (laughs) if anything, it's a little intimidating. And over time you can start to train them. You can start to re-educate them. By the way, this technique comes from yoga right? In the beginning, you just start this, this is a yoga technique. Yes. 
with the implication that the rest of the stuff you're doing probably isn't. And then <laughs> as they get more comfortable and they get more used to it, by the way, you guys realize you're doing yoga, right? This whole, <laughs> this whole class, this whole time has been yoga. And by then they're going to like laugh and tease you about it. You're going to be like, I had to trick you because would you have come to a class called yoga? And they're going to be like, no, definitely no way. not. Right. Definitely. Okay. And then you can say, hey guys, when you hear people talking about yoga in a way that's not accurate, please share your experience. Please let them know that yoga is not what they're seeing on magazine covers and advertisement, that that is, that is not, that's like 1% of what yoga is. And that part is not for everybody, but there are parts of yoga that are for everybody. Yes, I have, that is something I've actually talked to my boyfriend about. Um, I've encouraged him to invite just a couple of his workout buddies just to come try a class, just come to one and let them see what it is all about. They don't even know what it's about. They, they'll always say, oh, your girlfriend must be flexible. That's the first thing I always hear. Oh, she does yoga. She must be flexible. There's a lot of stuff I'm not flexible in. <laughs> um, and I thought that if I could get them to at least come try it, it'll help word spread. What if you did a special class just for them? Yeah. A place that's already their comfort zone. Yes. I like that. I can do that and word it appropriately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can think of that. Yoga for power lifters. <laughs> it could be yoga for power lifters. It could be stretching and relaxation for power lifters. Yes. Even better. Yeah. I can do that and try to, I'm, I'm trying to use him as my tool kind of to, because he is, he's, he's in that community and I have that benefit of being able to use him to do that. Yeah. Well, you're not just using him, you're gifting him with the tools. Yes. Yeah. And, and he's a testimony to that. That's beautiful. Yeah. He actually almost daily now asks if we can, you know, do some, he'll say, can we do some yoga? <laughs> mm -hmm. And it mostly is restorative and stretching was wonderful for him. And, you know, it helps, of course, his um, emotional body as well. Yeah, absolutely. So do you have any other concerns? Did we, have we covered everything that you were hoping to cover? I think we have covered everything I was hoping to cover. Um, the only other thing I think was just even like with my advertising, I feel like I've kind of covered all my ground through social media, like even joining the Chamber of Commerce in the little town uh, I live in and, and trying to network into the community that way. And I'm very old fashioned, just putting signs up and flyers up. Um, and that's, that seems to be the majority of where I'm hearing people are finding out about it, but they're small town and word of mouth is a big thing. Little posters and restaurants in town, post office, all that helps. Definitely. Yeah. I would definitely be thinking word of mouth, one-on-one -on -one conversations, one-to-one -one conversations. Yeah. I think we have covered most of it. Yes. And do you feel excited to start putting some of this into action? Yes. I'm very excited about it. It has helped me a lot. Just the simplicity of changing my verbiage, you know, of uh, there was a guy, um, you know, I work a full-time job too. And he came up to me and said, I heard that you're a yoga teacher. He said, because one of the other employees went to one of my classes. He said, my doctor's been encouraging me to try yoga because he's 
a very heavy set. He's got a lot of ailments in, um, you know, different areas of his body. He said, um, do you think you could help me? And I said, yes, you know, yes. But he's still dragging his feet a little bit, trying to make the decision to actually come to a class. I imagine it's intimidating, you know, if you've never done it. Yeah. So gentle encouragement. And I, I show him pictures of, you know, um, just certain things we would do in, in hopes to help him feel better about it. Consider offering private sessions to people. Mm-hmm. Some people who are just intimidated by walking into a class might feel ready to do that after they do a private session with you. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I've not done that yet. I just try to encourage him to come to my regular classes, but I will do that. That may be exactly what he needs. And you have experience doing private sessions with people Mm -hmm. in that similar population because that's what you do with your boyfriend, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's so much more. As a matter of fact, he hasn't even come to one of my classes yet. Every session we do is a private session and it's about an hour long. That's probably why he hasn't come to my classes because it's so much less intimidating and what we get so much more done where we can focus on certain areas that he needs focus on. Yeah. Private sessions with people who are intimidated to come to class, that could really, first of all, give them a lot of benefit with a lot of one-on-one, one-on-one attention. Mm-hmm. And then also reduce their fear about coming to class and eventually they might come to class. Yes. I have to really promote that. (laughs) What you have to do in order to promote it is make a connection between top of mind concerns, worries, and desires Mm -hmm. and working with you. If you feel confident that you can help people Mm-hmm. All you have to do to promote is offer to help and definitely through one-to-one conversations. I would not expect that you would hang up, hang up a flyer or put a post on social media and have people calling you saying, hey, I want a private session. This is going to be at one of those parties that you've asked to be invited to. Yes. Because your students don't know that you're trying to or it's unlikely that they know that you're trying to break into this community. It's unlikely that they think you want to be invited to their parties. So tell them, please invite me to your parties because I want to meet people like you. Right. I want to meet people who like you because <laughs> I like you. You know, you put it that way. It's very simple and, and, and it feels good. And then in one-to-one conversations, when you feel a match between what you have to offer and what somebody needs, You simply are offering to help. Yes. So it's relaxed. It's genuine. And they have the complete freedom to say no thanks (laughs) or tell me more. Right, right. Most people are. Once they find out that there is some healing that they can get from this, they are usually interested. I love it. Well, then all you really need is to have enough conversations. Yeah, you're right. That's where I thought by networking was my idea and getting into just kind of like networking through the um, chamber of commerce and things like that. But like you said, getting more intimate and getting into more of the heart of the community is where I'll be able to. 
Yes. Because at a chamber event, everybody's networking. Yes. So everybody's kind of got a facade on mm -hmm. and they're trying to promote their thing and they're kind of focused on self-promotion. Yes. So it's a rare person who shows up at a networking event interested in what everyone else is offering. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I thought like this little community in Madison County, they have a farmer's market that starts up um, in the spring. And I honestly thought I could get a little tent there um, like they do. And er I mean, the heart of the community, they all come to this, you know, they're buying and selling their wares. And I thought maybe that would also be a way I could do it. Yeah. You could get a tent there. I don't know how much it costs. That sounds like a, a big time commitment. You'd want to think of some kind of hook. Like why are people stopping at your booth? Mm -hmm. I know. I've thought of that. How, what would attract them to come there than just a sign that says yoga, which may not attract them to come there. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could say, ask me about yoga. Yes. That's, I, I bet you get a lot of kind of just curious people who'd be like, so can you put your foot behind your head? And <laughs> yeah. have those conversations. You could literally have a booth that said, ask me about yoga because that doesn't put anything on them. They're not committing to doing anything. They just get to have their questions answered. Yes. Yeah. See, that could work. I may just try it one weekend. Yeah. Try it and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, you know, Mostly you want to, you want to have conversations with people in situations where they're relaxed and they're curious and you see, you know, you follow their curiosity. And if somebody shuts down when you say, well, first of all, you're not going to say yoga, but mm -hmm. you start talking about what you do and their eyes kind of glaze over. You're like, oh, that's not a person for me. Maybe I'll ask them about what they do and, and you be curious about them and listen. And that might actually shift something. Just you actually being genuinely curious about them might make them more open to what you're saying. Yes, sure. Yes, I like that. I've, I've tried a little bit of that. And uh, this happened to me two times where I'd, I got shut down a little bit because they'd say, well, I can't slow down enough for that. My, my mind's too busy and yoga is not for me. I just, I can't slow down enough for that. Mm -hmm. And that's when I start to hit those little walls where I, I want, I'll say, well, that's exactly why you do need to try it, you know? Right. What if instead of trying to convince them of anything, you probe more deeply? Tell me more about that. Mm -hmm. How does that feel for you? Is that working for you? Yeah, that's a good idea because that'll get them open to talking about it. Yeah. And sometimes people talk themselves around, right? Sometimes the next words out of their mouth will be like, yeah, well, I know it's not good for me. I know I'm overstressed and, oh, really? So have you tried anything that did help you? What was that? Well, massage sometimes helps. Oh, that's interesting. Well, why do you think massage helps, but, but yoga wouldn't? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I just find that whatever it is, you know, you just kind of like mm -hmm. go, go down their path, ask them questions, go down their, get on their train and see where it leads. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it, it, to me, it's not about convincing somebody that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. It's about inviting somebody to participate in something that might benefit them. Yes. And that's, I think that's where you just kind of hit it, where I hit that little roadblock is 
rather than trying to convince them of it. Cause I find myself doing that, but offering, I guess, them to find that in themselves where they think of it as why it would be good and, you know, ponder that a little bit more. Exactly. We can't really convince anyone of anything. (laughs) (laughs) No. And especially when you feel a wall going up, then banging against that wall only makes it stronger. Yeah, that's for sure. I've definitely had that happen. Asking questions that provoke them to think through things, that's a skill set and it'll it'll get better with practice. So when you notice that wall, take a like take a breath for yourself and be like, "Okay, I'm not going to bang against this wall. What's a question I could ask this person?" And it doesn't have to be a question about yoga. It could just be, "What is a question I could ask this person that would soften the wall?" It doesn't have to be a question. It could even be, "Tell me more about that. Tell me more about your experience." They might be like, "Well, I took a yoga class once and right. Oh, wow, that does sound hard or intense or crazy or weird. I've, and then you can share some of your experience. You know, I've had some yoga classes like that also, and I, those, those don't work for me. But the cool thing is that there's lots of different types of yoga, and the ones that I like are more like this. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I can do that. Good. So before we wrap up, would it be helpful for you to set any kind of structure or goals around having these conversations or does it would it feel better to you to just have them happen organically well I think I am going to set up some structure and some goals like and some things do happen organically um but when I set the the goals it gives it encourages me it because I like to you know foresee and progress toward that um but I would like to start putting it into motion Yeah. You know, because I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Wonderful. So what kind of structure, what kind of goals do you have in mind? Well, I think that I'm going to start by doing a little interview with my boyfriend. I really like the idea of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Working on my wording, the verbiage that I use um, that won't create walls or, or intimidation for myself and the other people that I'm, you know, trying to to work with and spread this word and this, this thing about yoga, this healing that I would love to come into communities that maybe don't even know about yoga. Right. Um, And so I think I'm going to, I'll start there. And of course I'll ask to be invited to parties. (laughs) Do you want to set a goal for a certain number of conversations per week that might happen organically, or you might have to put some effort into if they're not happening organically? Yeah, I can do that too. Um, and now I guess that would be with my current students. I would start with them. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm going to do that. And I'm also going to try to schedule a class for my boyfriend's group there um, and just reword the name of it. And, and I'm going to start doing that a lot mostly is using keywords that will be appealing and encouraging rather than intimidating. Love it. How many students, how many of your students are you going to interview? Right now, I can think of four really good ones. Great. By when will you have them interviewed? 
I think I think I want to give myself the month of November, uh, se- February. <laughs> like, whoa, November. Oh my gosh. <laughs> already, yeah. February? <laughs> February, yeah. Okay, so by March 1st. I think so. Awesome. And by when will you have the interview with your boyfriend done? I'll have that done in the month of February as well. So I'd say by March 1st. And you'll ask to be invited to parties um, when you have these interviews with your students. Yes. That's going to be the most comfortable, I think. Yes. And you'll have the class scheduled for your boyfriend's friends by when? I may give myself a little more time on that one. (laughs) I'd say I'll give myself till April 1st to at least get it scheduled. Wonderful. Yes. And do you have any other action items that you feel ready to commit to? Well, I think at the moment that'll, that's good for me. Great. With my busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope that maybe in March or April, you come back onto the Facebook page and you give us an update and let us know. I will do that. Yes. Thanks, Mado. Well, I love your topic and I'm so glad you're taking this on. It's a service to the people that you're working with. That's exactly how I feel. Thank you. Thank you again to the generous and courageous yoga teachers who participate in these coaching calls. I've had so many listeners reach out to let me know how helpful they are, and that would not be possible without the passion and vulnerability that you embody. And thank you also to each of you who listen all the way to the end, and most especially to those of you who leave reviews and who reach out to me to let me know that the podcast has impacted you and helped you. I'm grateful to get to support you and your teaching through the podcast, through workshops, trainings, and one-on-one strategy sessions. If you'd like to find out more about working with me one-on-one, you can do that at teachingyoga.net slash coaching. Until next week, just a friendly reminder to prioritize your personal practice and whatever you do, whatever works for you for self-care so that you have the resources to be able to help others and be there for others. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful week.